All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast. You're watching Leafs Montaigne with host Nick Alberta and former NHLer Jay Rosehill. The show starts now. All right, what's good, everybody? Presented by Batano, it's time for the Monday edition of Leafs Morning Take. Rosie, I hope you had a better weekend than me. What happened? You don't get Otani? That's no good. Uh, it was just a uh, an array of emotions on Friday, the whole episode. Then Saturday hits, and uh, yeah, he announces he's going to the Los Angeles Dodgers. And again, it's announced that the Blue Jays were thoroughly used and abused. Yeah, that was kind of disappointing to see that. It would have been yeah. neat. It would have made me get into a little baseball action. But you know what? We got the Maple Leafs in town. We don't need no show hay. Fair enough. Uh, I had a good time. I went to the Toronto Rock game over the weekend, the uh, home opener. There wasn't a fight, which I was disappointed about, but the Rock did win. So feeling good. Great atmosphere. If you have a chance and you're in the uh, area, go check it out. Uh, I had a lot of fun. Had a couple beverages. Enjoyed some uh, fast, quick action. And and the crowd is what gets me every time I go to a lacrosse game. And they're jacked. They're pumped. And I love the fact that it's very NBA-like where they play music during the game. It keeps you in it, if that makes sense. Yeah, dude, it's it's uh it's more of a it's more of an event than an NHL game. It feels like, and it's it is those things like their production crew and their promotional crew. Um, I haven't been to a rock game. Um, yeah. I have been to other ones like in Calgary, and just the whole NLL and and that sport and the way they do it is. I was very surprised at how bloody entertaining it was. What a blast! Me and the we had a our whole hockey team, kids hockey team, go to it last year. I was blown away by uh, how entertaining it was and the atmosphere on the crowd, the chants they get going on and the, the goal songs that they have where they chant the same stuff every time. It was an absolute blast. So I'm, I'm glad the same thing's going on in Toronto. 
Speaking of a blast, Rosie, it's that time of year. I know you've referenced this trip before with your old man, but the Leafs dad trip uh, in New York. I think you guys did the same trip a couple years back, no? That's so wicked. Yeah, well, we are they on Long Island and then they're going to they're going to MSG. Hey, yeah, we did that trip for sure. It was uh, it's a blast, man. I love seeing that. All those dads, like the smiles just don't come off their face. And, you know, they do the dad's trip. And when they do the mother's trip, whatever it is, it's those are the people that you know, I'm doing it right now with my kids, but putting the hours in, in the rank, putting the miles on burning fuel, running around in this crazy minor hockey world. And for these guys to get to the national league and, and bring their dads along on a trip like that, it's, it's pretty special. I always love seeing it. I'm glad they do it. It's a cool thing. I'm sure it's rather fulfilling. I know you've told this story before on the podcast, but I think you told that story, how you got absolutely rinsed in New York. Didn't think you were going to play. You're going to be a health ban- a bomb with your old man. And all of a sudden, was it Ron Wilson is like, dude, you're playing tonight. <clears throat> yeah. We went to New York city and uh, my dad's never been there. I wasn't playing the next day against the Rangers. So me and dad just went down to like the meat packing district, I think. And we were just pub after pub, checking out these little hole in the wall bars, having a blast. I'm like 24. I'm, you know, getting to know my dad and we're rubbing shoulders, doing this cool thing. And, uh, you know, ended up getting pretty blasted, just trying all these different craft beers and whatnot, woke up and was like, good Lord. And was planning out what I was going to do with them that day before the game. And, <clears throat> tap on the shoulder that said Grabowski's wife went into labor and that you're playing the night. And I just looked over at dad and he was just like, you better go get a nap. And uh, <laughs> I think I fought Brandon Frost center ice at Madison square garden that night. And we won the game and uh, all was well at the end of the day. If there's one place to fight and go, it's probably MSG, right? You don't know who's going to show up for those games. Like Marco Robbie could be there for all, you know, could have been, I mean, Muhammad Ali and Frazier fought right at center ice there uh, years back. One of the one of the most legendary boxing uh, matches ever. So pretty cool to get in that one and have the dad there. And I just I shook off the cobwebs and got her done. Who's the most famous person that's ever been in attendance for one of your hockey games? Do you know, I really don't. Um, uh, you just don't notice that. Well, actually, <laughs> actually, in uh, in Philly. I was down like the player's tunnel and uh, was waiting for my car to get brought up. And I was going to load up my my kid who was maybe one years old. And then standing there waiting is Justin Verlander and Kate Upton. And there I'm just like, oh, excuse me. And then I just kind of chatted him up. How you doing? What are you up to? How was the game? Blah, blah, blah. And then I'm... Wow. Bust buggering around with my kid's stroller loading it in the back of the uh the vehicle and Verlander came over and helped me and stuff and Kate was wow. chatting up my wife and that was pretty cool actually. But yeah, I didn't even see that coming. I didn't know they're there or anything. I was on my way home and bumped into those two. So that was kind of neat. That's pretty sick. And that's a power couple right there. And they, there's longevity yeah. behind that partnership too. It's been a long period of time. And Verlander, one of the best pitchers in baseball, but also another guy who didn't want mm-hmm. to come and be a Toronto Blue Jay and use, and use the, the Blue Jays for leverage. So I don't really I like it either. Opening up old wounds for you, Nikki boy. Bro, I'm telling you, man. You'll be all right. The fact that they had a chance to get <laughs> the babe, the modern day Babe Ruth, and it felt like the Jays were close. It felt like they were in it. And just that, whatever the fuck that was on, on Friday, to go to that on Saturday and for him to sign for 700 million bucks and for it to come out that he was just, the Jays were just used for leverage. It's uh, it's a tough feeling, but we do roll on. You know, it's a tough feeling. Joseph Wall goes down with a high ankle sprain, but again, the Leafs don't skip a beat. Uh, what's your thoughts on, on Wall? He's going to miss some time. Like They call it week to week, but I know every ankle sprain is different. As somebody who dealt with a high ankle sprain playing beer league hockey, mind you, a couple of years ago, 
obviously don't have the same access that these guys have. Like it took me a while to come back from that injury. Yeah, I've never had a high ankle ankle sprain. They tend to happen to goaltenders a lot. And and one thing I know is yeah. that they're not pleasant, man. They a lot of guys would rather just break their ankle and and yeah. do a little bone heal and get rocking and rolling. But those things can they can bug you. They can stick around. They can take a, a long time to heal. So I don't know. But when I heard that, I was actually I was actually like pleasantly surprised. I thought that he like tore the shit out of something like it really looked odd, like a popping of the knee or the hip or whatever. But high ankle sprain. Yeah, it's not ideal. We knew something wasn't great. But I mean, if he can, if that thing heals well, and I don't know, he's a 25 year old kid, he'll have the access to all the best, uh, all the best stuff as far as rehabilitation. I don't know. It could have been worse, I guess. And, you know, something that just make sure you heal it properly. Maybe it takes an extra week than you hoped, but get back in there and, and hopefully it doesn't bother him again. Something that won't linger is what I'm hoping. And yeah, like I said, we expected something and I'm, 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 I guess I'm glad it wasn't worse. Nikki's gone. It's just me here. All right, here we go. Well, I guess if we're talking about goaltenders, we can talk about Sammy boy out there. Nick thought that they were not going with with him. He's been he's had the flu, hasn't played in quite a while, and he comes out and gets a shuttle, which is I didn't see it coming. Nick didn't even think there was a chance in hell that he would play. I thought to myself, well, maybe this is time to go back to Sammy, but I don't know. There's a pattern of this year, last year, when they get into a jam on the back end with the goaltenders they seem to step up. And I mean, the sky is falling. Everyone's freaking out. We think we're going to drop in the standings like crazy, but call it ability to handle adversity. But this year starting to prove to be the same as last year. You remember when Shalgren came in there, he was our, like, he was our fourth string at the time. Correct. We got both starters down. Um, Wolsey wasn't in the picture, but, uh, other guys are hurt. It comes to Schalger, and we just think like this season might be a write-off. And he stands on his head for several weeks, got us tons of tons of points, and uh, kind of saved that beginning portion of the season. And it looks like, you know, so far with the shutout there. I mean, we we said at the beginning these guys are going to need to ham and egg it. They're going to need to go back and forth. And you know, if one guy's hurt, if one guy's not playing well, what has happened so far this year? Sammy didn't play well at the beginning of the year. We haven't seen him struggle like that in his Leafs career. In comes Joseph Wall, green, young, kind of untested. What he has been tested has been very good. He comes in, plays phenomenally for a lot of hockey games. Boom, high ankle sprain. He's down. Okay, what's Sammy got? What's our third string? Like, we call guys up. It's lucky we didn't lose our third stringer on uh, on waivers, but Sammy shows up the other day and pulls off a shutout. I mean, I didn't have my money on that. I'm not going to lie. But uh, it's nice to see that he pulls that off. And I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to the playoffs, to looking down at who's going to be the starter, who's going to step up. I, I just... I like where we're at because you don't know. And that's a good problem to have. Like Sammy could be the Sammy of last year where he's like, he's our guy. We finally have, you know, a stud goaltender. And then lo and behold, up comes Wolsey. And he looks like he's got all the ingredients to be a stud and not one of those flash in the pan studs. Not one of those. Oh, we built him up so high. He could just fall at any point in time. It's like, he's done this on his own. 
I don't think this this market put a ton of expectations on him, wanted him, you know, to be too good too fast. He just showed up and said, I'm here, I'm ready. And, you know, eight, five, and one's looking good. Uh over nine save percentage. He's pushing nine two. He's got nice numbers, man. And he's young and the sky's the limit. And like me and Nick say when we interviewed this guy, um, he seemed to have his head on straight. He seemed to have his head on his shoulders. He seemed mature. He seemed down to earth. He's one of those guys where it's like, yeah, I think you were meant for this market, kiddo. And uh, that's what you need in this market with the goaltender. I think it could be one of the most difficult positions in all of sports. Maybe um, maybe the goaltender for the Montreal Canadiens would be up there. A lot of scrutiny, a lot of pressure with those guys. And you look at the guys that they've had who have handled it. You're going back to you know, the legends of the game, but like, I'm thinking more Patrick Waugh and, and Carey Price, you know, Tebow was there. Remember that, but, um, Wall just seems to be made for it. And I hope I'm right. I hope I'm not wrong. Definitely having a little setback here with injuries, but they showed him on the broadcast there the other night and smile on his face, taking it in stride. I think he, I think he knows what he's doing. So, um, it's nice to see. And you know what? When you get hurt on the dad's trip, I guess you get to go and hang out with the dads. Holy, he's back here. Hey, it's uh, technology. We'll, we'll try our best to move on. <laughs> Camera doesn't want, want to work. It doesn't want to work. So fantastic job uh, holding the four, Rosie. No worries. What? I'm just sitting here just kind of yeah. thinking and talking. Hey, no, you killed it, man. I appreciate that. I just wanted to mention as well, bring on the team spirit. Unleash your inner MVP with the game-changing varsity collection from Nation Gear. Embrace the winning spirit by repping your favorite team with pride. Shop the varsity collection and more at nationgear.ca. And Rosie, I don't know if you've teed this up, but we got your old teammate Jason Blake coming up in about uh, 10 minutes or so here. I know that'll be good. We uh, I haven't seen that guy since I played there. He was he was kind of a seasoned veteran at the time and uh, a character. You never knew you were going to get with Blakey. So uh, I'll be excited to get him on, pick his brain a little bit. Uh, I wonder if he follows the Leafs a little bit still. I have a feeling he might not, is my guess, but he could surprise us. And uh, he's got kind of a stud hockey player coming up through the ranks himself with uh, his son at North Dakota, his alma mater. So that'll be interesting to have him on here soon. And while you were gone, we were just buzzing a little bit about our goaltending situation and how it's always yin and yang and the sky's always falling, but they seem to kind of hold it down every year so far, going back to... Last year, when they get in jams, it just seems to work out so far. And all signs point to that as far as the shutout on Saturday. Yeah, they weathered the storm brought to you by DoorDash. It's time for the appetizer for a limited time. Our listeners can get 25% off up to $10 in value and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app. Enter code NATION25. That's code NATION25. Uppercase for that. 25% off your first order. Offer valid in Canada, subject to change, terms apply. So, yeah, that's the big story, right? Is that jo- Joseph Wall goes down, Ilya Samsonov comes in, and granted, a couple posts, a crossbar, but he finds a way to get a shutout and maybe the best, most complete effort of the season for the Maple Leafs against the Preds. But he was making those big saves, right? He was making yeah. those those game changers, those momentum savers, like those sprawled across back door. Um, you know, hats off. They made a phenomenal play, found the open guy and just threaded the needle. And then it, it it's, it's a goal nine times out of 10 and you get Sammy to stretch across and make that huge save. He probably made three of those that I would say 
kind of those game savers and, and momentum savers. And I mean, those lead to those, those wins that they got where, you know, you're, you're getting your shutout, you're keeping the guys in it. You're able to get the next goal after one of those and just really stymie uh, the opposition. And that's what you got to do once in a while. And for him not to have the best start to the year for him to get thrown in and the expectations are now, okay, man, you, we can't really afford to have you, playing the way you have been this year and for him to step up that big and make those big game savers uh, was fantastic to see. doesn't mean that he's going to be uh, doesn't mean that he's going to guarantee he's going to do it again. He's got to keep working. I loved his comments at the end of the game talking about, you know, being a professional, it's the best league in the world. You got to constantly work. I didn't have my game. Like he seems to, uh, to have the right attitude and the right outlook. And I just think it's nice that he seems ready to rock and roll and to, to be up to the challenge. Yeah, well, firstly, I, I, again, defensively, I thought it was an important effort for this team, especially Joseph Wall goes down and gets hurt. And uh, Ilya Samsonov, this is why they got this guy. And the fact that he's coming off illness after not playing for two weeks and posts a shutout, you got to be good to be lucky, lucky to be good. I felt that way against the Predators. They scored some timely goals as well. Austin Matthews, man, for like the type of year he's having where he's been really streaky, next thing you know, you look and he's got 18 goals in the campaign. Um, I think it was good to see they end that streak of eight consecutive one-goal games. And the bottom six again, I know Gregor gets that empty netter. David Camp scores again. So, like, things looking a bit more positive for this team. And back-to-back regulation victories, Rosie. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, Every time we kind of, like, question a guy, rag on him a little bit, say, where is he? Seems to step up. Like, we've done it with maybe Austin a little bit, done it with Marner. Now with camp, we were talking a little bit about him. Some people had question marks. And uh, anytime we do that, they they seem to step up and, and shove it up everyone's ass, which is fantastic. So maybe we'll keep uh, throwing the daggers around and, and seeing if guys respond. Because so far, it's been a nice uh, nice deal to look at. Yeah, it's it's been good to see um, the, the McCabe <clears throat> hit. I thought that was sexy, too. It was spicy. Anytime a Leafs defenseman can get physical, dude. I'll feel happy about life. A big hit on Oakville's Luke Evangelista. And then uh, Sherwood rocks in for the fight. I thought McCabe had a good account of himself in that one. And the fact that no instigator was handed out. If that's a leaf, that's uh, automatic five-minute power play for Nashville. (laughs) You think so, hey? Kind of hard to argue with. I don't know. Anytime they're not giving out instigators, I like it. Um, Some people don't like the the having to scrap after a big game or sorry, a big hit. And I kind of get that. Like you're, are we not allowed to hit anymore? But also it's always the people that, that like to see the scraps that are like, man, you shouldn't have to fight after a big hit. And it's like, well, don't you like seeing the scraps? Like, I think it's, uh, it's a deterrent now. Like if you throw a huge, a huge hit, you might have to scrap. So if you're not in the mood to scrap that night, it might deter you from saying, I'm not going to, bury that guy who clearly doesn't see me coming who's in the trolley tracks who's got his head down maybe you let up on him a little bit because you know so and so might be coming so i get the deterrent and hell if there's more fights and still getting big hits thrown around i'm all for it and if you don't give yeah. a guy gator more reason to uh to see some more of those fireworks that builds battles that builds fun entertainment that can get teams going that builds rivalries I'm all for it, man. I'm a little bit old school. Call me silly, but the more scraps, the more big hits. Let's rock and roll. I love it. And McCabe, love to see it from a man. I always look at him out there. I'm like, man, you've got, you've got that veteran presence, that swagger. You could be that guy on the back end. 
And the more he steps up with the physicality and that leadership, that FU role, I, I love it, man. So it's, it's good to see. He's the closest thing they have to Jake Muzzin. He's not anywhere yeah. close to Jake Muzzin, but he's the closest thing they have. And you just need a defenseman to finish some checks. Uh, I thought Benoit was good again. Like that's been a prevailing story. I know Leafs fans are hyped on Simone Benoit, but like this is why they brought this guy in. He can play a bit chippy. He can grind it out. He can finish his check. And uh, you need those type of guys in your lineup. So again, a lot of positives to grab uh, from over the weekend if for the Maple Leafs. But you have to keep things going now, right? You have to string along a bunch of games together. But it really is incredible that. You know, all the doom and gloom conversations, specifically the last month, Rosie, they're 14, six and four all of a sudden. It's pretty crazy. I know. And it's I don't know if you want to call it inconsistent or maybe yeah. we just put them under the microscope too maybe. much, but they're clipping. It's it's just a funny. Uh, I just don't think the division has gone the way that we a lot of people expected this year. We thought it would look differently. And and like you say, their record looks just fine, looks solid. They've shown a lot of a lot of flashes of of having it. Obviously, we want the consistency to be higher. Some of the games where you, you just kind of like shake your head, obviously, you don't want to see those all the time. But I mean, I think that's happening with, you know, with lots of teams. It's just not as scrutinized. And the divisions, not that you want to watch the standings and be a, a standing watcher all the time, but it's just a little bit heavier than we expected. And I think that takes away from from their record and some of the good hockey that they have played. So keep things in perspective. We haven't even hit Christmas yet. Lots of games to be played. But like you said, got to keep this thing on the rails. There's there's no rest, no time to, to sit back and enjoy You know, a nice win. It's the NHL. You're playing all the time and their schedule is going to get heated up here. They got to continue this train for sure. Do it for daddy, right? Wendy's is letting you win real food with your fantasy teams this year with the Wendy's Daily Face-Off Survivor Pool. Sign up to play the Daily Face-Off Survivor Pool to win weekly prizes like the new chicken strips and French toast sticks from Wendy's and the Wendy's app. Head on over to dailyfaceoffsurvivor.com to play today. So it starts on the island. And this could be a milestone night for John Tavares, Rosie. He is two points away from 1,000. It really is incredible how things work out. The first of three meetings with his former team, the New York Islanders, the least which AT six, four and one in 11 games against the Islanders. Mm, wouldn't that be something, man? Thousand yeah. points. I mean, a thousand games is quite special. Thousand points is just another level. Right. And, uh, sometimes these stories just kind of write themselves and, uh, things fall into place. You gotta go get two points on the Island. I mean, there'll be a lot of, a lot of eyes on him, maybe some pressure. I don't know if guys will be, addition to him a little extra or if he'll get you know know, ice time or what but sure would be cool to see him do it and i saw some uh videos on instagram there a couple days ago and it was him in the penalty box and he's just getting verbally assaulted by some long island fan and uh how he screwed them over and they could have got draft picks for him and just lighting this guy up and i mean for what john tavares gave to that organization through some very very unimpressive times in in that franchise's history and he stuck it out for a long time i mean what you don't you don't start and die as a as a as an islander so you're just going to get crucified i don't agree with it but uh for any of the heat he has taken for leave and if he puts up a couple points tomorrow gets to a thousand it's a it's a shove right up the ass to anyone who's not happy about him leaving it would be kind of cool to watch it would be very cool. Uh, by the way, Tavares in 11 outings against his former team, four goals, three assists. Uh, the Leafs are 3-3-0 on Long Island uh, with John Tavares, of course, in the lineup. And 
This is a kind of interesting note too, that Toronto's allowed three goals or less in six straight outings. So like, do you feel like they're starting to build something a bit defensively here? Hmm. I mean, it looked like it last game, like we talked about McCabe and, and Brody, they seem to kind of be stepping up. And you talked about some of the guys that have been stepping up there in the lineup that might not have uh, necessarily thought they would be there full time and they're making a case for themselves. And yeah, it, again, it, a lot of a lot of things point to them being quite solid and and moving in the right direction, but then they'll just kind of have that one blunder where you're just like, "What was that, guys?" And I know it's hard to be consistent in that league, and I know things don't always work out, but I just feel like they're kind of a little bit special with with having those games that just make you scratch your head and say, "Like, what the hell was that?" And and we've talked about it: the fancy stuff, the low percentage plays cross ice, waist high sauces, behind the back shit, through the legs stuff. I mean, and they it's just like they double down on it when it's not working for them when they're having a game where it's like, whoa, whoa. I mean, you got to think Keith back there is going, this is not the game plan. This is not what we, <laughs> you know, talked about. This it wasn't our preparation going into it. What are you guys doing out there? And and it's almost like that has to be the theme of, you know, we'll say the first period goes poorly. And then they're, they're like, no, we're going to double down on this in the second. It's just a head scratcher. So aside from those little hiccups where everyone's kind of going, what the hell are those guys doing out there? Like they have abandoned any semblance of a system and they're just playing street hockey. Aside from those ones, they seem to be, you know, kind of shoring it up and they show signs of like, hey, that's like a playoff game where you're shutting it down, keeping shit to the outside. You're not giving them anything. You're frustrating the team, wearing them down. I mean, I want to see more of that. And it's nice to uh, to get a little bit of it here recently. Yeah. And uh, Mitch Marner had a really, really beautiful giveaway in his own end the other night again. But again, it, it, those it are things you're going to build upon, right? You would hope. No, like, yeah. again, we talk it, about a process on this podcast quite a bit, but it's like the same old story every game for me. It is sometimes it's. It's that fine balance of a player's got skill. You got to give them the creativity. No one wants to handcuff talented players and say you have to be a robot out there. And I certainly don't think Keith is asking that of them. But yeah, like you say, sometimes there is, and, and they're, you're going to have giveaways. You don't play that many minutes and, and be put in that many situations and be expected to produce in that league without taking some chances, being creative, you're going to have some mistakes and some turnovers. These things happen, but yeah, I know what you mean when sometimes Mitch is, uh, is looks like he's kind of trying for like a circus play to get on the Instagram highlight reel package on someone's feed or whatever. I'm just like, what the hell was that? Like, what did you honestly, what was your, what was your thought process there? But I mean, I'm not in his shoes. I've never been as talented as he is. I got to give him the benefit of the doubt sometimes, but when you know their track record in the playoffs and you know what it takes to kind of win and you know what you want to see as a fan, seeing that shit more than more than a few times is is definitely frustrating at times. Definitely. Uh, some other things we're looking at. I, I, I think it's a game where like, you're always careful to talk about it, but the standings, right? The Leafs are three points up on the New York Islanders in the standings. You want to create that separation, but you also want to get in a position where you're playing for home ice advantage in the first round, right? I mean, not that we oh. make too much of that conversation, but I think it is a story, no? I didn't think you gave two sweet shits about home ice in the playoffs, oh. if my memory serves. Well, now, now he cares. Well, I think you, I've, I've been consistent in saying you want home ice, like in a series. Yeah, I think so. I think it yeah. matters who you play. I think it matters where you play that first two games when you open up in your barn, especially if you're, 
if you're a team that does well at home, I mean, you think of last year, Samsonov rec- Samsonov's record at home early loved playing in Toronto. And, you know, if any of those trends continue, you'll want to have those first two games at home. And if it goes to game seven, you don't want to be on the road, sleeping in a hotel, eating for you want to be in your routine, baby. You want to be in front of your home ice, your home crowd, getting that going. So uh, I agree with you a hundred percent. And, I know some people don't like to look at the standings right now, but I do it. And I say, well, let's give a, it's a good measuring stick on where we're at after this amount of time. And it's certainly not done and anything can happen. And lots of that can change, but I don't think there's anything wrong with looking at it and say, where are we sitting right now? And, and like you say, there's some tight matchups and some, some, some tight spreads through points and home ice and wild cards. And I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to keep an eye on that. Uh, the goaltending matchup. I know a lot of people in the chat have asked about that. Um, I think obviously it would be uh, Ilya Samsonov who starts this game and then you go with Martin Jones in the back-to-back. It sounds like uh, um, Sorokin, Ilya Sorokin is going to start. I'm a bit flustered. Ilya Sorokin is going to start on Tuesday. or Ilya Sorokin is going to start in this game against Ilya Samsonov. There we go. Got it out. It's hard trying to book a guest while I'm trying to do a show. It's tough, but I'm trying my best. (laughs) Hey, it's uh, it's media, baby. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like that'll be kind of the head-to-head match. Solid opponent on the other side there uh, for Sammy. And, you know, we weren't weren't sure who was going to play last game with Sammy being out with the flu. And I thought there was a chance. You thought no chance in hell Sammy would play, but whatever reason they decided to chuck him in there it paid off for sure and now they're setting up to uh you know maybe switch it back to back or see what they can do on the back end keep this thing rolling yep so that's the expected uh matchup here is Sorokin against uh Ilya Samsonov and again Martin Jones on Broadway the New York Rangers have been a uh, a fantastic story and uh, I'm very curious in general with all the games and activity picking up for this Maple Leafs team how it's going to uh, play out, I think, goaltending-wise, because, again, Joseph Wall is week-to-week, they're saying, with a high ankle sprain, but I'm not in a position where I want to rush him back. I, I just think you're so right on the wall injury. Like, it didn't seem like a, that type of injury, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, they call it, it... It seemed more like a groin thing, you know? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah, I thought, like, hips, 
hips, groin, something in the back. It just seemed very poppy. Like he's making a routine save and just kind of twists a weird way and boom, out she goes like some old injury or something was holding on by a thread. But high ankle sprain, I honestly didn't think that. It didn't look like yeah. it. Just the position he was in, the the save he was making and how he reacted to it. I just, I wouldn't have guessed that. But like I said, I'm glad it wasn't something I believe I read somewhere. He's had some some hip injuries in the past, maybe some surgery. So Anytime you re-aggravate that and then all of a sudden it's an issue, it's a nagging issue, it's something you're going to deal with maybe the begin- the rest of your career and being at that age, playing that position, not something you want to deal with. So I'm glad it's not something like that. Like I said, high ankle sprains can be a pain in the ass, but you know, get the right rehab, take the right amount of time. Sometimes they just take a little extra time to recover to get back to 100%, but make sure you do it right and and you know this can be behind you in a few weeks. Producer Aaron, just to confirm, are we going to get him on without the camera, I guess? Is that the play here? Can you just tell me in the chat here as we go in real time on this podcast? We're having trouble getting Blakey on the There we go. Okay, we're going to get him on. The following interview is brought to you by our friends over at Battlegrounds Axe Throwing. Book your holiday party now and stag exclusive Boxing Day and Break Week rates. To find a location and book your event, go to battlegrounds.com, battlegrounds.com as you bring in today's guest. Thank you so much for doing this. It is Jason Blake. What's going on, Jason? Not much. Good morning, guys. How are you? Fantastic. Blakey. Yeah. I, I got bad reception. I got bad reception. I'm in Florida right now, so I got bad reception at my house. I don't know. My camera won't work, and I had trouble getting on there. But hey, shit happens, guys- man. What's up, Jay? How are you doing? I'm good, bro? man. What I was going to ask you, I uh, I haven't been able to keep in great touch with you, but it seems uh, it's been a long time since we talked. What have you been up to these days, man? You say you're in Florida. I spend probably about 15 to 20 days in the wintertime in Florida a month. Um, I still have two kids back. I got four kids total. One's graduated from college. One's at North Dakota playing for the Fighting Hawks. Um, And I got a 16-year-old daughter and a 10-year-old son. So when they go back to my ex-wife's house, then I come down here. So you're busy man, busy man. I was gonna, uh, I was gonna ask about Jackson playing that Nodak there. Your alma mater. How's that going? He's drafted. He's putting up more than a point a game. He's in his sophomore year. Is it? A kid looks like a stud. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Everything's going well. It was going great until this last weekend. We got swept by Colorado College, um, which is kind of a heartbreaker. But you know they're a good team. So I think they're really good coaching staff over in Colorado. So. Good for them, but bad for UND. And we were ranked number one in the country. I as I would imagine that we're not ranked number one anymore, but um, still plugging away. He's doing well, though. Thank you for asking. That's Jay, awesome. I was going to ask you, obviously, we're looking forward to another John Tavares revenge game. You know a, a thing or two about this whole rivalry. Do you remember your first game back uh, on Long Island? Yeah, I do, actually. Um, well, my first year was a tough year being with all my off-ice yeah. stuff as far as my, you know, my health and stuff. But um, I do remember that. I mean, I spent seven years there, and, I mean, it was a fun seven years. I I mean, it was obviously probably had my most success on Long Island. Um, the fan base, the organization was nothing but first class and – and so I owe a lot to that. But I remember going back. It, it, it definitely feels weird. It feels strange being an opponent on a, on a, you know, coming in there, being there for such a long time. And um, but it, it's fun. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, and they did a great job welcoming me back. Um, so thank you for that. And 
but it's it's always a challenge going back to play when you spend a lot of time in one spot and then you're you're wearing a different jersey and you come back. I mean, it's always, it's fun. It, it feels different. It's still a game, but it's just overall the experience. I mean, I think you get caught up in a lot of other things too. Yeah, I believe it. Uh, you know, moving on from, from the Islanders there to play with the Maple Leafs for, for three years, I think some, uh, some viewers want to know what that experience was like. You said, uh, you know, the Islanders were a top tier organization, top class the whole way. I don't think anyone could argue the the Maple Leafs aren't uh, the top of that hill. How did you find it being there for three years and being a Maple it, Leaf? It was awesome. I mean, you want to talk, <laughs> it's, it's the Yankees of baseball. It's the organization uh, from the owners down to the, everybody was outstanding. And I mean, unfortunately for me, my first year was a tough year coming in there, signing a, you know, a contract for five years and kind of having the wool pull over my eyes, you know, in training camp with the health issue. And it took me a long time to, to feel normal again, probably most of the season actually. Um, but the organization was unbelievable. First class, everything about it from the organization to the doctors to the support I got um it was awesome and I cherished my time there like I said the first year was a tough year it was unfortunate um and then after that you know obviously we had some changes and I really liked it I mean I was a big Brian Burke fan I always have been and I always will be and you know um it's unfortunate that uh you know I didn't get to spend the 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 last two and a half years or whatever there. Cause I really started to feel at home and felt great. And what a place to play. Nothing beats it. Hands down. Yep. Nothing. Wearing that leaf Jersey is, I don't care if you're from the United States or Canada or anywhere else. It's the original six team. And, and every night the building is rocking. The organization is unreal. It was, I had so much fun there um, after I got health and stuff. And so we had a chance to have Berkey on the show a couple of weeks ago, and I can tell you nothing has changed with the man. He's an absolute gem. Uh, I, I referenced John Tavares. You sort of walked so Tavares could run, in my opinion. July 1st, 2007, we referenced that date for a variety of reasons, but you inked a uh, five-year contract with the Maple Leafs. What do you remember about that whole negotiation? How did things come to be that you became a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs? Well, that July 1st, when you're a free agent... <laughs> Um, it, it, I mean, it is, it is a whirlwind. I mean, there's things that are brought up between you and your agent, you know, prior to those days or even, you know, a month before that date. I mean, unfortunately we lost that year. We lost to the Buffalo Sabres, uh, in the first round of the playoffs, which we thought, you know, bringing Ryan Smith over, we had some additions. We thought we'd be able to go deep in that. Um, I guess it's just, you know, you just sit back and, you know, I, I told my, you know, you, you always give possible places that you would, you know, either you want to go back or you, if that doesn't work out, you want to give possible places um, that you would, you know, love to play for, or, or, you know, what, if the situation were to occur and, you know, the, I never thought that Toronto would ever work out, but um, again, it's a crazy day and people don't realize like it's, it, I mean, it's an auction. It feels like it. I mean, if you don't take and you wait on it, people, they don't wait for you. And when I got, when I got the call 
about Toronto wanting was in the, you know, in the mix a little bit. I obviously wanted to hear for, you know, farther on the subject and we just, I don't know. We just got the deal done I, sometime in the afternoon and I was ecstatic. I actually, to be honest with you, I was living on the lake up north by Detroit Lakes, Minnesota, by Fargo Moore. That's where we lived in the summertime. And I remember when I signed, I had, I, it was a cooler day in Minnesota that day. And uh, I was at a pair of jeans on, a shirt on and a sweatshirt on. And I had socks on. And after I signed, like, you know, the family's all hugging and whatever. And I ran straight for the dock and jumped off the dock and screamed, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it come through for me. Um, but I just wish I could take back that first year. That was not a fun year for, 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 for any of it. It was just a couple games in, right? And you were, you were, you were diagnosed, no? I was diagnosed at training camp. So, okay. you know, and, and and it's a fortunate thing. It's unfortunate, but it's a fortunate thing. I mean, most people, they probably don't catch this stuff till they're 50 years old when they start going up for their, you know, annual checkups. And, you know, we do, obviously, Rosie knows this, and, and we do a blood and urine test um, every training camp. And, you know, it's it's not unlikely for them to come back and ask to take one of those two things again, just to check. And... You know, when he asked me the third time, I, I I knew in training camp, when he asked me the third time, I didn't even, it was kind of a weird deal because he said, I was like, you, I mean, you know, the doctor, Rosie, Dr. Yeah. Noah Foreman, he was the best. And he's like, Blakey, can we take your, your blood again? And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? He goes, I want you to meet me at this. It, it's Prince, Princess Margaret Hospital cancer mm-hmm. and down. Toronto. I don't know what it was though. He just said, I want you to meet me at the hospital, do your blood. And at the time there was so much construction. I went in the back. So there was no emblem. There's no sign, no nothing on the whole building. So we went, I met him right there. Um, Sarah, my wife at the time came with me and uh, we went and did my blood and then we went upstairs and I'm the whole time. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? And we get to the second floor and when the ele- he goes, we're going to go to ele- uh, the second floor. And when the elevators opened up, it says Princess Margaret Cancer Research Center. Wow. I'm, I mean, I got chills now, but I like literally fell to my knee and I was like, what the is going on? And he goes, we're going to go to the right here. And I'm like, I st- I'm still like shaking, obviously. Right. And so I go in and meet the doctor and. He's like, do you want the good news or the bad news? And I said, well, I know where I'm at. So that's the bad news. Tell me some good news. And so he told me what I had and he took my uh, bone marrow out of my back and the rest is history. Jesus, what a whirlwind. Like you're getting prepared to play a hockey season. I mean, I know what training camp's like, where your mind's at. And I just can't imagine something more out of left field that would just rock you to your core. Well, and mean, yeah, it did. I mean, it rocked my whole family. But I mean, you just now it's questions after question, right? It's like, okay, now what? I mean, I remember we played Buffalo that night, I believe, as a as a preseason game. And so we had morning skate in the morning, and then I went in after. And the whole time I, I'm like, I'm playing. I want to play. I, I have to play. I have to play. 
but shit, I couldn't walk because they took the bone marrow out of my back. So it stung down on my leg a little bit and it was pretty sore. And I, I did go to the, the rink, but yeah, I mean, that's, you know, then the questions start to, to flow, you know, like what, what now, what, what's going to happen? Am I going to, you know, am I going to be okay to play? How, like, what's the, you know, prognosis of this, what, you know, and the one thing he showed me that I wouldn't die from it. So that, you know, they caught it early enough. And I've been, I still take medicine every day in the morning. I like a multivitamin, it's chemotherapy in a pill form. I've been taking it since 2007. Like I said, the doctors have been, they were unbelievable. The organization was in full support. Um, yeah, it was just mentally, I think I needed some time to separate, you know, it was hard because you're coming in the number one market in the world for hockey. Yeah. And, you know, it's, he's just signed this deal and it's, it was challenging, like how mentally it was draining. Like I couldn't escape it. Even when I went to the rink, you know, I'd, you'd think that that's your escape. And I just, it was hard for me to escape the fact that every two minutes I'd be like, dude, I have leukemia. Like what's going on here. But I played the rest of the year. And I mean, I had a new outlook on life, obviously at more towards the, end of the year. And unfortunately we didn't make the playoffs that year. And we had such a great team with Mats and Thomas Caverley and Darcy Tucker. I mean, we, we were, we had the right pieces there and unfortunately we fell short. Hmm. Well, uh, Daniel writes in way to kick cancer's ass, Jason. And it's very well said. And it's uh, just a, uh, you know, a humanizing story, which I think is important. I was just going to add to like the pressures of even playing in Toronto. You compound that with the fact of everything you were dealing with pretty crazy stuff. And like, that's the first time I've heard sort of the the whole story uh, in a nutshell there. And you appreciate, I appreciate you bringing that to light. I want to wrap with this one. Uh, I want your uh, utter honesty on this. So you go from the Coliseum to Scotiabank Arena. I think it's a real rags to riches story. How is that like? Well, it's funny because people, you know, you always know, people on the other team when you play on the yeah. post and they'd walk in the Coliseum and they'd be like, are you serious right now? Like, this is an NHL ring. Like, you know, like when guys would joke around, like when they're at the time, I mean, I love the Coliseum and had, you know, it was old. It had a lot of obviously nostalgia and, and memories and with all the, you know, names in the rafters and stuff and what they accomplished yeah. back. But there, there's nothing that can compare to any anything in hockey if you put on a Leafs jersey and you play at that rink. It is every single night. It is jam-packed, and it is so much fun. And the just the amenities of the rink and, and just everything about it um, was so special. I mean, I look back now, I mean, it's, I'm 10 years or 10 and a half years removed from the game now. Um, yeah. you know, it's like, you're like, just, I watch the Leafs on TV. Obviously I'm a big Austin Matthews fan. I, I mean, Jonathan Tavares, Nylander, I watch them as much as I can or as long as they're on TV. And it's just, I look back and I'm like, that dude, that was unbelievable. Hopefully none of these guys take it for granted. Cause it's not like that everywhere. I mean, I think the support around the league is, is tremendous in every city that they have a team. I just think it's, so much different there and it's and a media you, 
And it's the media hotbed. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And I was just going to say like, and, and you would know as good as anybody else, Rosie, as well, like you win in this market and you're a legend for life. That's why we, we talk about it a lot in this podcast, like the Matthews of the world, the Marners, the Nylanders, like you win just one and you're on top. You get statues in front of the building, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, but it's, it's guy. I mean, you win three, four, five games. It's the the parade. They're setting up the parade. You lose three, four games. It's like, oh my gosh, we're trading everyone away. But that comes with the big market. There's a high yeah. expectation. If you don't fulfill those high expectations, obviously, you know you get disappointing, disappointed fans, and you got, you know, it's disappointing for the organization because they do put a winning product on the ice every year. They put guys that, I mean, you look at their team now that are very, very good. I mean, if not, the, you know, in the tops of, in the best in the, in, in the world. So um, there are high expectations and, you know, it's, I, I knew that going in, um, I probably maybe wasn't prepared for, for that. I remember I didn't score in the first two games of the year and I got, I'm talking about my leukemia and they're talking about, I'm in a scoring slump and I'm like, it's two games, <laughs> Jesus, you know? And, uh, but like I said, there's just high expectations, but it's one of the best organizations ever probably built in all of sports. Well, Blakey, this has uh, been a lot of fun catching up with you. Uh, just an amazing story of perseverance. Keep it up and uh, best of luck with everything. Thanks so much for doing this. Thanks guys. And, Rosie, you're looking Thanks, good, buddy. Hey, man, wish I could see that face. We'll have to have you on again when that damn camera's working, but that's technology. Yeah, and us hockey players, they don't, we don't, I don't have a, I don't have anyone here to help me out. So, <laughs> I know. Oh, good, Smart buddy. Have a good one, okay? But thanks for coming on, taking the time, man. Thanks, guys. Go, Leafs, go. I you love bet. it. I love it. There you have it. Uh, Jason Blake. And that's, that's a lot to say because Blakey played beauty. for the Islanders who we wanted to tie that into tonight's matchup, right? The Leafs and Islanders here. Yeah. I wasn't sure how much he was going to follow, but you can see what it meant to him. And he understood. And like you said, never took it for granted playing in that market and, and putting that Jersey on. So that's, that's cool to see. And, uh, yeah, fuck. I, I, I gotta be honest. I, I got there after he was sick and the way he bounced back and crazy um, story and sorted it out. I honestly didn't even know the depths of, of what it was at. And to yeah, hear man. the firsthand knowledge of him, like getting the news and and going through, like, what would those, what are the details? Like, how did that happen? And how are you told? It's pretty bloody, pretty wild to hear. Cause I just can't imagine going through that new, no, he signs a new ticket, goes to this new market, all the focus is in a certain place. And then Holy shit, you get the rug pulled out from under you. That's for sure. So pretty neat story there. And good to hear from him. Sounds like he's doing awesome. Yeah, I think that's the first time, again, I mentioned it during the interview, I've heard the uh, the full story. Like, I think he said bits and pieces in the media in the last 15 years or so, but never to the the depths that he shared with us there. That, that's scary stuff, man. You go on top of the world, you sign a big fat ticket, uh, you're in training camp getting set to play for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and then they ask you to do your blood test again, and then you're, you're brought to Princess Margaret, and you're like, oh shit, like, what's happening here? Like, that's just unbelievable but it's great to hear that he's doing well and healthy and he's got four kids he's got a kid drafted by the carolina hurricane so things on the upstart for jason blake and again it just shows you and you played in this league you humanize situations you have no clue in that case we had a clue a bit what people deal with on a daily basis like this guy and i know toronto media and i can't think back to like that era 
but I'm sure media still got on the guy. Like he had cancer. Like it's, it's crazy, man. It is wild. It's not very often that a, you know, a young man athlete gets that, but when it does happen, it's always a sombering story. And, you know, usually they come out the other side, you know, and you thank God, but they, you know, have had that experience and what a character builder and perseverance uh, Mm -hmm. is, uh, is made in spades through something like that. So neat to have Blakey on and uh, kind of get a reminder of what he went through. Yeah, I want to see his mug next time. Uh, that has been a a theme on this show. Hockey players trying to figure out their cameras. Although I had a camera issue to start off this show, so I can't. I'm not in the clear on that front either. I hate technology, man. I wish you could press a button; everything works seamlessly. But can, can uh, somebody explain to me? So, like, I have a pretty high end camera. I can't understand why the technology just poops out like once a week or once every two weeks on this camera. Like it's a good camera. I'm not going to say the company, but like apparently it's a thing that happens with this camera and it makes no sense. Like it's, it's like, for example, like you go out and play hockey, you trust that your equipment's going to work, right? I go out and do this podcast. It's the last thing I want to worry about is the technology, you know? (laughs) You're preaching to the choir, man. I've got some, I got you my know. own issues over here. So don't start. There's somebody your who's in on one. Lap. It's Jay Rosa who's in one. By the way, an update on that. Rosie was all hot and horny last week that he was getting his new, he was done on Friday. We're going to burn his old laptop and he still has his old laptop. So we're working on it. No, it's in, it's, <laughs> it is in studio at Nation Network Studio in Calgary, sitting there uh, waiting for me. I will get my hands on it very soon. Don't you worry. Yeah, no, so we're on the upswing. You know what we need for this podcast, folks? If you want us to get the best technology available, you got to you got to like the show, you got to subscribe. We got to keep growing this bitch, I mean, so to speak. If we don't, then we're in trouble. We're going to be with the fucking uh, Motorola Crazer suit. Crazers, remember that man? Crazy. I don't know. Maybe the i maybe the iPhone is the way to go. It seems to take that as nice of a bloody picture. I was doing like a headshot for like Nation Network, and my sister yeah. has like this beautiful long lens can, and we're taking pictures, <laughs> and she's like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna use my iPhone. It looked way better, man. It's wild." So uh, I don't know. Slowly but surely, we'll get the hang of things over here. We're not. Yeah. A, I'm not a techie guy. If anyone hasn't noticed. No, no, fair enough. No, I, I've been getting chirps in the chat. I know how you feel, man. Uh, the, your internet's a big topic of conversation on a daily basis on this show, but we roll on. There's always tomorrow, right? There's always the positivities to draw that we can learn from our uh, technical mistakes on this program. Nevertheless, Rosie, this week's Player to Watch is presented by Covered Bridge Potato Chips, which they never let us down. They're phenomenal. I'm looking at John Tavares. I love the revenge aspect, as you know. Two points from 1,000. The model of consistency. So my player to watch this week, a four-game slate, by the way, for the Maple Leafs, is the captain, John Tavares. Who do you have? Not a bad pick. I'm going Samson off here. He's going to play again. I wanted to follow up that. Uh, I wanted to follow up that shutout with another solid performance. And uh, I think if he does that, like we've been talking about earlier, when he was struggling, he needs to get a couple under his belt to get the confidence back up high. And I'd love to see that kid back with the, uh, a boatload of confidence. So my eyes are on him. I like that look. Uh, go to CoverBridgeChips.com and follow on Instagram at CB underscore chips. By the way, Tammy, you win today's um, Discord conversation. Hashtagging grow this bitch. I think we should get that on T-shirts. You know, the Nation Network recently was asking about T-shirts we want to make for this show. Grow this bitch would be like hashtag grow this bitch. Could work. That could work. You could be in We're the working on something here. I like it, man. Another successful one, Blakey. Wish we could have seen his face, but uh, we'll move on. We'll get him again when he's got some uh, some better, some more bars. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's just crazy in this this land of 2023. The Wi-Fi is still a big time issue in 5G. But uh, what are you going to do? Brought to you by Botano, the 2023 EGR winner for both the best sportsbook operator of the year and best in play sports operator awards. The game starts now. Um, I sort of referenced earlier on what I'm going to look at. Again, I was bang on on Saturday. I called a Leafs regulation victory. Let's go on a limb and say John Tavares gets two points. I think it would be a storybook moment. They would have no choice but to cheer the guy. They could boo him for all I care. Whatever. He left for greener pastures. Needs two points for 1,000. JT, 1,000 tonight. Rosie. I love it, man. I'm going to tail that as well. I want to see it. Special things like that tend to happen. Those nice stories. And uh, he's teed up for one right now. He's a guy that can pick two apples off in a hurry. I hope he buries one for his second and really gets the gets the place going. And uh, a little celebration for the Leafs on uh, visiting ice would be awesome. So I'm on. I'm on board. Love it. Uh, we actually don't have a Discord. I'm just trolling all of you. Uh, maybe one day. But we do have a chat, and Tammy does win it for today. We love you, Tammy. We love everybody here in the chat at the Leafs Nation 401, where you could subscribe here on YouTube. Check us out. Got some fantastic interviews. Go back and check out Luke Shen, Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, Gord Stellick, Bruce Boudreau got many more coming your way this week. And uh, Rosie, you're not going to be with us tomorrow. You're back Wednesday, right? Yep. Looking forward to it. See if those fathers are having a good time on that trip. So keep an eye on that. And yeah, exciting things coming up this week. Carter Hutton in the mix tomorrow. Again, uh, many thanks to producer Aaron. It was that type of show. The Mondays, it was like your classic Monday show, which uh, the Monday scaries are a real thing. That's Jay Rosil. I'm Nick Alberga. And we'll talk on Tuesday. Enjoy the game. Take care. Thank you for watching Leafs Morning Take. Hit that subscribe button and never miss a show. And for more, visit theleafsnation.com. T-H-E-L-E-A-F-S-N-A-T-I-O-N.com. <laughs> if you don't know how to spell the Leafs Nation, you know what I mean? Um, but hey, sometimes you never know. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 